beautiful sisters, and welcome back to The Beautiful Messy Show. This is your host, Pastor Heather Baxter. On this show, you will learn a biblical truth that will help you believe, behold, and become all God's created you to be in whatever season of life, whether you are in a season of challenge or a season of blessing the Lord is going to speak to you. So I want to welcome you today. We are in season 15, which is Beauty for Ashes. And specifically today, we are going to talk about the power that can dwell within us. And how do we receive that power? How do we stimulate that power? Because we will go through seasons that are challenging. We will come up against obstacles and detours in life and we will think, man, I don't think I can handle this. I want to show you today in this episode how full life lies within you and God wants to work within you. He is a magnificent father. However, there's a little mystery. There's a little remedy to this. And we are going to look at Ephesians chapter four today, and we are going to specifically zoom in on verses 14 through 21. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter three, we're going to zoom in on verses 14 through 21. I want to break that down and show you six really, really important things that will help you, will help you become the unique person God's called you to be, the unique person that God's called you to be in that season, whether it's a challenge or a blessing, the idea is that you are going to be a unique reflection of God's grace and his mercy. And that, my friends, is your testimony. And so honestly, what I love about this verse today is that as we're studying Beauty for Ashes, and we are realizing that sometimes we are just sitting on top of this ash heap and we're just pondering like, how am I going to get through this or how am I going to make it? I want you to understand and realize today what you have in Jesus Christ. What do you really have? And I'm also going to teach you to pray. So there's a few things I'm going to have you jot down. Now, after I really sat in today's devotional, I really took some quiet time this morning and just asked God to fill me today. And I prayed in a couple certain ways. And I want to share these few steps with you. So when you go into your quiet time and you're really in a challenge right now over a situation or a marriage or just a difficult decision or a major detour, just a loss maybe that you're struggling with, these are some prayers and some steps that you can enter into using Ephesians chapter 3. So if you have the Beauty for Ashes book, you will notice that there is a page for podcast notes right under week three, and you can go and actually write some extra notes there. Now, I highly recommend if you do have the notebook, if you do not and you're here just to listen, that is fine. You will get a word today. But I always like to say, and I always like to recommend that you have a spiritual resource, that you have a plan, something that you can just sit down and kind of hang out with God with. And so in these pages this morning, we started by reading Ephesians chapter 3, 14 through 21. Let's do that today. And I want to show how God is going to reach into your mess and what we can pray to experience his dwelling at the next level. Okay, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 states, 
for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask, imagine, all that we can ask or imagine according to his power that is working in us. To him be the glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. All right. What I want you to see in this passage, this is really important, that it's almost like you're reading in Paul, first of all, Paul is speaking to the Ephesians and you you have to know that in the context of history then, the Ephesians would look at other sources of power, witchcraft, sorceries, gods that were higher, things that just manifested power and made them believe they were going to receive something. And so here Paul is helping them understand and comprehend how God's love works and how to experience God's love, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit and how the dwelling of the Holy Spirit is the superpower, is the only power that we were designed to have and to receive and to dwell in. And therefore, we were going to only experience what was immeasurably, remember we were talking here a minute, what was immeasurably more than we can all ask, think, or imagine. The only way that we'll experience that is through the power of God. And so I want to take you through and I want to show you that Paul's teaching, how do we really fill up our tank? How do we really do this? How do we stay grounded in his love, grounded in his power, grounded in his knowledge? Because if we don't know him in this personal way and we only know him intellectually, we're missing out. We're missing out on the full representation of the power of God inside of us. There, there's something huge we're missing. So again, you can do church, you can do religion, but the relationship and the dwelling is something completely different. So let me share this visual with you. And I think this will help. If you were going to have something fixed in your house, like, okay, I'll give you a great example. We have a sub-zero refrigerator in our kitchen. And I know Larry, Larry the refrigerator man, is the man that I'm going to call for the job because I know that he has knowledge. I know he has skill. I know that he has experience and he has energy and he's just going to get the job done. If my icebreaker's broke, he's going to get the job done. And I don't go to any refrigerator man. I go to Larry and Larry knows my fridge because he's been working on it even when the other owners were here. So he just knows every detail. And I don't want to mess around. I just want to get the job done. And I know he has the ability to do that. Well, same thing here in Ephesians chapter 3. What you are seeing is that, first of all, 
whatever challenge we are experiencing in life, whatever detour, wherever we're feeling weak, we know that God, God will get the job done. He will get it done. Now this, I want you to see the difference here. This isn't a prosperity gospel. However, you will see in this verse that God wants to do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine. But he wants to do that in our spiritual need, our greatest spiritual need. Now, do blessings come with that? Absolutely. But his main concern is not to bless us with the next best house or bless us with the next you know, best car. However, those are his blessings, but those blessings come through your spiritual need and you're praying for maybe God to help equip you to work hard and, and to um, use you on your job. And when you are blessed there, the, the outcome is pourings of blessings, which could be in a car or could be in a house, but that's not the first thing God's going after. That's not prosperity gospel is, you know, Lord, I pray for this and you receive it. No, you're praying for the strength to be the better man, the strength to be the better boss, the strength to be the better mother, the strength to be the better wife. That is the spiritual need. That is the prosperity. That is what God wants you to start with. That's where he wants you to pray. That's why in the very beginning of the verse today, so think if you're sitting on your heap of ashes, right? The very first thing in scripture today that God wants you to understand in order to see the beauty, the beautiful in the mess, is he wants you to say, for this reason, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. So God's showing you right here. He wants to reach into your mess. However, you got to reach into him. And it says, before this reason, I kneel before the Father. What is the reason? What is the circumstance? What is the ash? What is the struggle? For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen me with power through the spirit within my inner being. Do you see where this is a spiritual need? This is where we got to start. Number one, we start in prayer. We start in prayer, kneeling before the Father. And if it's not kneeling and if it's just walking and praying, what you're doing is you're realizing, you're realizing that it's God that needs to dwell in you and it is his life that's going to transform your behavior. So you're lining yourself up in posture saying, yes, I'm going to kneel before the Lord. I'm going to start here. And Paul's trying to let everybody understand that we have to identify with this first, not in some powerful self-help book, not in a person, not in a, um, a place or your church or your pastor. That's not even where you're going to find the power, not in serving as much as you can do in church and just doing all the works and showing up and reading your Bible every single day. No, God's saying, yeah, that's good. But first it's starting in prayer, prayer, kneel before me, humility. Know who I am and what I am capable to do and how I can empower you in your life to get you through this situation and also promote you in your marriage and in your job. Because people will see the reflection of me. And that's where true promotion comes from. And look at this too. It's a process, I think, that Paul is sharing here to the Ephesians that there's going to be a process. So he says, for this reason, I pray. We're saying, wait a minute, I want the fullness of God. 
And I want God to dwell in me, but I want you to know, sisters, that's sanctification. It doesn't happen all at once. When God begins to dwell, there's a sanctification of a realization that our life is being transformed. And sometimes we just need to ask God for the power of that, to say, whoa, you're taking me to the next level. And I'm excited, God. I'm, not, I'm excited for the next level of knowledge, the next level of skill, just like Larry the Refrigerator Man. I'm going to have the next level of knowledge and what I'm to do, how I'm to handle my marriage, how I'm to handle my children, the next level of skill in my career, in my job, in your giftings, the next level of experience and energy. We cannot do this outside of God's power. That's where blessing comes from. When you're connected to that, that's prosperity. But it's the spiritual need for that first is that is is the prosperity that God is wanting you to experience. So there's a reason, the reason when it says, when it says in our verse today, Ephesians chapter three, for this reason, I kneel before, for this reason, in him is the reason. Prayer for the development of holiness, prayer for the development of knowledge, the development of the skill, the development of the experience. For this reason, you're coming to pray. And in verse 15, it talks all about, this is such an encouraging in verse, it, it talks all about how as you pray out, the Lord wants to bless you with his glorious riches and he wants to strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Wow, as you're sitting on your ashes, as you're praying, the supernatural wants to come inside your, your inner being and strengthen you with power to give you the ability to get the task done. What task do you need to get done? What, what valley are you walking through? What is keeping you up at night? What is distracting you? What is hurting you? What is crushing your spirit? What is breaking you? We talked a lot about that last week. And God is saying right here, here is the answer. First of all, when's the last time you spoke to him? When's the last time you, you just said, for this reason, I kneel and give it to God and ask him, God, I'm asking for you to fill me, dwell in me with the knowledge, the skill and the experiences that I need. Sometimes he takes you through a trial so that you have experience and you walk out with another gift of the spirit, whether it's patience, whether it's joy, gentleness, self-control, the Lord's doing something and he's going to bless you. But we need to pray about that. Pray about the power and the ability to get through it, just to get through it. Speak to God about what it is so you can see and feel and experience his inner strength. So maybe you're just going to come up and just say, wow, Lord, I'm going to pray about my moral compass. I'm going to pray about that because I just want to be stimulated again. I remember within the first month of the first time I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior, the first time, the only time, but the, I mean, I've always believed, but the first time I just really understood the gospel. I understood that I needed him in my inner being. I didn't need a relationship. I didn't need tradition. I didn't need sacraments. All those things are important. I understand, but outside of just really 
hearing the gospel that I needed to receive him in my inner being so that when I prayed about my moral, moral compass in life, that I would be stimulated for a bigger appetite. This is the only time we can pray for a bigger appetite. That I would be praying for a stimulation in my appetite for him to dwell even more. And you can't do that without him already being there. You know, he's knocking all the time. I needed to let him in. And I remembered how full I felt. I remembered when I would ask the Lord to give me the focus in the morning as I was changing baby diapers and cleaning parts of the house and getting dinner ready and paying bills with the checkbook and setting up the house and taking care of my husband. And we were just getting our life back on track after we've come out of a, you know, pretty hot desert. We were getting things in a row. And when, once I accepted Christ and my husband and I did, things just took off. There was a powerful indwelling that helped us focus on our marriage, that helped us focus on our children, helped my husband focus on his job. And that was the prosperity part. That was the blessing. That was the spiritual need we needed that has brought us all the blessings we are experiencing today, which could be the home, which could be the car, which could be whatever that is. I believe it came from the stimulating and the needing and the nourishing of the first thing. And that is why we knelt before him is I'm going to kneel before you and I pray out this for this reason. We need your help in our marriage for this reason. I'm reaching out in my mess, but you're reaching out to the only person, the only knowledge, the only skill, the only experience, the only um, energy that will get the job done. Do you see what I'm saying? God is waiting for you to pray to the person that's skilled, just like I was going to pray to Larry and tell him all the problems with my refrigerator. You're going to tell God all those problems and you're going to know. You're going to know that you know in your knower because he's there that he can get the job done. Right? He can get the job done. So maybe you're in a place, sometimes I'm just praying and asking God to stimulate my moral compass. Remind me of what it felt like when I first crossed the line of faith and that excitement of really feeling him, bowing in humility and knowing and knowing and reaching and knowing how he's going to fill me through things and feeling strong enough to do something, strong enough to be that mom that day, strong enough to get through that circumstance, strong enough to handle that person, strong enough to handle that opposition. The Lord will make you stronger. It's his ability in you that's going to give you the stability. It's his ability in you that's going to give you the stability. That is what is going to get the job done. Amen. And so I pray that you look at Ephesians 3 as God's secret plan. It's his secret plan on how you are going to be powered in the Holy Spirit. How are you going to be powered in the Holy Spirit? And this is what Paul was teaching the Ephesians. It's one of the richest experiences of God that you can experience. It's like Ephesians chapter 3 to me is like going and seeing the Grand Canyon. Like that's, it's the Grand Canyon of scripture because God's saying it's, there's this dwelling, there's this, there's this ability, there's this, um, skill, there's this energy, there's this knowledge, there's this supernatural that's going to do immeasurably more than you can think or imagine. It's like Grand Canyon living, right? This is the Canyon of scriptures. 
And so if we really don't understand what happens when we kneel before God and really think about that, our beauty from our ashes is coming from this type of prayer. This is where it all starts. So I pray, sisters, that you really take a good look at Ephesians chapter 3. Read it all. Read the Grand Canyon. Stare down into it and see what the power of God wants to do. First of all, the prosperity is the spiritual need, the spiritual prosperity that he's going to bring into your life. It's the spirit, it's the spirit, the knowledge, the wisdom, the discernment, the power being rooted in him is how you are going to be strengthened. That's the Grand Canyon inside of you and the blessings because yes, God says, I'm going to prosper you immeasurably more than you can think or imagine. You can't even measure what I'm going to do. That's the second part of your blessing. That comes from what you did with the moral compass that God gave you. He's got a huge plan and he loves to prosper. He loves to bless but it starts first with our posture. I kneel before you for this reason. What is the reason that you're going to get before God and pray for that experience, that energy, that knowledge, that skill, so you have the ability to go through the challenge? I pray this was a blessing to you today. Thank you for joining me, and thank you to all the sisters that are going through the Beauty for Ashes Bible study with me. This is our final week. I'm super excited to announce next week here on the podcast what we are going to be stepping into. And oh my goodness, I'm so excited for that. I did show a little bit of a snippet on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me, it's Heather Baxter one on Instagram. Uh, You can see some of my little stories there and I'm working on it behind the scenes. It's going to be something very sweet as we're in the summer months right now. I know here in Michigan, we're in the summer months, so it's a little busy. I know a lot of you parents are, you know, going through graduation right now. Kids are home from school right now. Camping starts, all kinds of activities. So I'm keeping that in mind as we balance out our rhythm and routine and we go into the summer months here in the U.S. And I want to just be respectful to that, but yet have something that we can be feasting on. And so he's dwelling in us and filling us up and teaching us wisdom, knowledge, and discernment through the Holy Word. That's what it's all about, sisters. So I love you. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Blessings, sisters. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights And I I really wanna know, really wanna know If I Let figure out where the road goes Even if I'm falling down I will keep on searching for my